Welcome to the Crucible! This is episode 13. I'm Tiny Grimes. I am joined by the world champion himself, Mr. John Bruno. What's happening, John? It's been a while. Welcome back. Hey, Tiny. How's it going? I know. It's been a while. No, no. I was saying welcome back to myself, actually. <laughs> How you doing, Tiny? I'm doing good. Thanks, Tiny. It's good to be back. Yeah, Tiny. Haven't seen you for a while. Yeah. Uh, so, John, how much Keyforge have you played since the last time you were on? I would say it was about a month. What do you um, think? I would say about the same amount of you since the last time that you were on. Let's not see. very little. Not very little? No, not, wait, not very much, sorry. Okay, I was going to say, it's kind of been a little to me. Um, yeah, I probably only played... Uh, a handful of games in person. I played a game online last night that I'm going to talk about a, a new strategy I'm working up. But yeah, it hasn't been a lot. Uh, but I know for myself, the chain-bound events got me psyched again, right? Like, I got a little bit bored of like, hey, come on out, buy a terrible deck. Um, you know, there'll be one person at the tournament who has a great deck. You'll get destroyed, maybe still go 3-1, and one. Get a meaningless prize. Maybe it's a, a chain card thing that you already have. But chain bound events have me reinvigorated. How about yourself, John? I would say it's definitely an interesting change for the format. I mean, before we were playing regular Archon, everybody who's opened up 20-plus decks takes their best deck, uh, um, plays it. The ones that are really good are going to win every single time. You see the same decks all the time at every tournament. And there were no repercussions, good or bad. I mean, really, there wasn't. Now, with Chainbound, you feel like it could even things out. You've got to hope the system works. And if it does, it could make going back out to tournaments and playing in these events more fun. Yeah, and I, I like what you said, good and bad. Like, yeah, it's bad. You get chains on your deck. But it's also awesome, right? You're like, hey, look how good me and my deck are. I've got 49 chains on it. I'm basically a god. Like, that sounds amazing to me. I don't have a deck that can do that, but when I do, I'm going to be excited. Yeah, I, that's exactly the way I feel. It's, uh, it's very good for the game. I think it's just good for the environment because you don't want to have a stale environment because that's when people aren't excited to go out and play. Yeah, so let's talk about real quick how these work because I think it's a little bit shocking if you haven't sat down and realized how quickly you get a lot of chains. So if you go to a small event and you go two and one, you're getting two chains. And if you win the event and go three and oh, you're getting three chains. If you go to a slightly bigger event that has four rounds, just by going three and one and possibly getting like fourth and getting no real prize, you're picking up three chains anyway. And if you go four and oh, you get four chains. Like, that is a lot of chains, John, really fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really ramps up. Just think if you did that two tournaments in a row, now you're already set back because you're past that barrier six. You know, once you get four chains twice in a row, yeah. you're past six, you're into seven and higher. You know, you're drawing one less than the opponent to start off the game. And who knows how many more that's going to build up and – it's a. I think once you get to the where you're over twelve and it's thirteen plus chains, wow, that's gonna really impact your game. Just how far you are starting off behind your opponent. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine starting a game with thirteen chains. Um, I don't have a deck right now that 
would be comfortable doing that. But even if I had a super powered deck, like starting two cards down is just. I don't even know how to function in that format, right? Because, like, how does he, How do you even mulligan at that point? You're like, well, I have a bad hand, but at least I can play two cards. Like, I, that just seems bizarre to me. Right. Especially, like, if you have a mulligan, and say I'm the person that's going second, and I'm only getting five cards a second time, and maybe on my real first turn where I can play as many as possible, I can only play two cards. Well, I'm still going to draw back out the six. I'm getting three cards. I really feel like that shakes up my hand. But if you have those chains in your deck and you don't get to do that, yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be really intriguing seeing how that works out. I don't think we have anyone yet who has that many chains. One of the really fun things right now is you can, if you don't know this, if you're like me and you just have the iPhone app that you've been using, you might be like, oh, this is weird. I can't find out any data. But if you actually go on the website, you can sort by uh, chains and see how many chains people have, see what power decks are at. Uh, so we have some decks that have a whole pile of chains out there. Um, I'm going to check real quick. I had it up here, but unfortunately it uh, reset. But let's see what the most chains we have cooking around there is. Uh, it looks like... Most chains is 11. So we don't have anyone at that magical 13 yet. Um, that person actually has gone 11 and 0 in events. So wow. that's uh, that's pretty solid. I want to let you guess this deck that has gone 11 and 0 so far. What power cards are in this deck? Why don't you try to guess? Because I know you don't, you haven't looked at this. This isn't a setup out there, people. Where I'm like, oh. We set you up. John has no idea what this deck is. Try to guess the power cards in this deck. I think right. you're going to be surprised, actually. Truly, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know that you could actually see this out there online yet. Um, obviously, it's got to have shadows. I don't, okay. think, there, I don't yes. think it's a tier one deck that doesn't have shadows. So if I was going to guess just a house, you got to have shadows. So that, okay. that would mean in shadows... The pot, does it have shadows? Yes, it does have shadows, shockingly. So, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> so then you have to have bait and switch. Okay, it has bait and switch. Right, and so you look at all the other cards in there. Possibly Miasma or Too Much to Protect. I would bet it has at least one of those two. Probably a uh, Nerve Blast or a, um, what's the other one that does... Relentless get... Whispers. Thank you, Relentless Whispers, right. Okay, it has one of each of that those. One. Oh, okay, Shocker, Shocker. Yep. Um, I might go with a little bit of board control with Pawn Sacrifice as a possibility, hmm. but definitely the Steel characters. So the characters come to play in Steel. Okay. So, like, Naughty the Thief is huge, or Old Bruno would be freaking awesome. Yep. It has uh, Urchin. So Urchin. one of those come into play in Steel. Yep, urchin. So you got to have that. Does it have Fagin? Because that'd be really good, wouldn't no, it? No, <laughs> it doesn't have Fagin, but it does have a rare card that's really good, Snecklifter, that says take control of an enemy artifact. Oh, that is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, very solid. And so then it, if I had, it has a so bunch of, like you said, steel characters. It has two Umbras which fight in steel. Yes. It has yep. a Moon Cursor which fights and steals. It's not. Like way over the curve. It's just a really good shadows deck. Okay, so what are what's another house you think this deck might have? And by the and way, by for the those way, listeners out there, I'm talking about Rose Guier, Madre della Palafita. Bless you. So 
I would say, though, that just talking about this in general for how we look at the decks, the thing I like about what you just said is it's rare card messing with somebody's artifact. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other better rare cards you can get in Shadows, and it doesn't have any of those. I mean, take, for example, Mac the Knife, one of my favorite rare cards in Shadows. Nope. Being able to have an Omni character you could use every single turn is amazing. Obviously, old Bruno, he's an uncommon. And you can look at some of these great cards they have, and this one just has regular, good, common, uncommon characters, utility characters, utility events that basically control the board. I mean, you don't always have to have tons of rares. So I think that's just one thing to, to look at when people are looking at decks. The number of rares you have is irrelevant if you're looking for a tourney-winning deck. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. So, so anyway, what other if house I had to guess another of? house, I would guess Untamed and key, and key Charge. Okay, so you're guessing Untamed. That's a great guess. It is Untamed. It does not have Key Charge. Okay, so if you don't have Key Charge, you have to have another way to cheat, which is probably Chota Hazri. You want to hear something shocking? Don't tell me none of that either. It doesn't have that either. Holy crap. I know. I'm... Uh, I'm a little bit surprised by this. So it doesn't have a way to cheat out an extra key. It's going to have to actually win the old-fashioned way and hope it doesn't get all Zamber stolen. So does it at least have, like, a hunting witch? It a, has two. Uh, yeah, there you go. So they got something to ramp it up. Maybe maybe um, uh, Full Moon, a regrowth to get characters back. The, um, the fairy, pixies, all, yep. all those. Nice little quick amber uh, game cards. The Dust Pixie, which gives you two amber when you play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Murmuk to kind of oh. control your opponent's keys. Yep. It has Bear Flute plus a bear. Okay. So, yep. And then it has three he... Snuffle Gators. Uh, Snuffle Gators are great. I, I think know. those cards are really good. And then it great... has uh, the card probably that I like best that I don't own a single deck with. And that's mimicry. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. So Cop- the nice thing is something in your opponent's discard. So your opponent has something that you want to play, you get to play it. Something you don't have, yeah. your deck is lacking, you can play. It. Your so, opponent played a key charge. Right. You can too. Yeah. So the way I look at mimicry is almost <clears throat> like it's a key charge, right? Like you, it's almost gotten to the point where you need key charge, totahazri, or fine mimicry will work just as well because everyone has key charge. Right. So, exactly. That I mean, just even that is solid right there. Yeah. Now, if I had to guess a third house, um, obviously the the house I would think would be next best would be Dis, just because they control the board or okay. Beast. Um, or I, my personal favorite is Logos because of the card draw, which really just kind of speeds you through your deck. But I really want something where, based on what you described, the deck has so far, I would hope that my third house has a way to control the board. So I might say Deese as the, as the third one. Yeah, I think that would have been my guess as well because <laughs> I agree you want to have some <clears throat> way to wipe the board, but it's not this. So All what right, else uh, might it be? Brobnar? Ah, Brobnar for what? Because it's great, got great big characters because basically what you okay. described, all I really heard though, <clears throat> excuse me, was Snuffle Gators. So where are the really good characters? And also, Brobnar's got great board control in terms of being able to fight with the big characters. They've got effects that can do damage to lots of characters, so they can actually control the board a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Also, Coward's End will help you get a board wipe. Coward's End gives you a board wipe? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So that's another great guess. It is not. It's actually the house you wanted all along. It's Logos. Yes. I love Logos. That's my yeah. favorite house. So if he, if Logos is going to be in this best, well, best in quotes for sure, most chains out there, and the deck so far doesn't seem busted, I feel like Logos has to be busted. So how could Logos be busted? What cards are you thinking would make it push it over the top? Library access. Okay. Done. Uh, I would say not a card to put you over the top, which is a great utility card is Wild Wormhole just because of what it does. It's got a Wild um, Wormhole. But I would de- Who doesn't love a Wild yeah. Wormhole? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, of, of course, my favorite card, which i got a few decks of with it, is Time Traveler and Health from Future Self. It has a Time Traveler. Let's see if you yeah. can 100% the Logos deck. You're on your way. Three for All three. Right. Well, four for four, I guess. Cause, four uh, for four, then. All right. Yeah. All right. So, think other great – well, you're going to have to throw some characters in there. So, my favorite character to have out of Logos besides the Time Traveler. I'll go, go with either – Mother or Titan Mechanic, because they're pretty common, uncommon cards, and they both either help you make keys real quick or give you extra cards. Yeah, it has Mother, so we're, we yeah. have five. All right, uh, let's go with um, either a Positron Bolt or the, po- the one that does Positron is the two and two, I think, or the one that does the three, two, one. Yeah, so, Twin Bolt so, Emission is the one that does two and two. Right, so it's, it's Positron two of those. three, two, one. Ah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so you got to figure it would be a little bit of damage, a little bit of control with it. Yeah, and it so gives you an amber. So it's like that board control slash get, grab some amber real quick. Right. And let's throw a couple more characters in there. One of my favorite characters, and I have him a lot of my decks, and I can't remember what the heck his name is now. You'll notice as I say it, that was the one that has skirmish, and when you fight, you... Draw a card? Draw a card, right, yeah. that guy. Quixo the Adventurer. There you go. Yeah, he's great. We got two of them. Oh, sweet. Those are, again, lots of card draw. For those Uh, of you who don't know, by the way, the designer of the game, it's his art on Quixo the Adventure. Oh, that's freaking awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. And we're almost there. You you only have, uh, like, three cards left. So what else can make it really, really broken? Uh, Let's go with, uh, how about... The, oh, I know a card that's going to be in there. The Sloppy Lab Work. How about that? Where you get to archive a card and get power amber for that? That's pretty cool. It's got regular lab work, which is archive Labor. a card, get an amber. That's the one I'm... Yeah, okay. Yep. There you go. Regular lab work. Okay, that's not bad so far. Yeah, so, you're crushing it. Nailed most of it. Um, I would guess maybe a character, too. they got to probably throw that crappy card Dexter in there. That's only... It seems like every <laughs> Instead of Dexter, it has Bat Drone. So. Oh, Bat Drone. Okay. Well, Bat Drone's way better. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends. But, depends on your deck. If I don't yeah. have shadows, I'm always happy to see Dexter because uh, otherwise I'm screwed. <laughs> and then maybe the card that lets you play a card out of house. Ah, uh, phase shift. Yeah, it has. Um, instead, it has effervescent principle, which oh, is there the you one go. that yeah. you Another lose am- half your amber. Another amber control card. Yes. So, what's really weird about this deck is when I look at my decks, and I, I think you're in the same boat. There are four things I'm looking for. One is. Be able to control your opponent's amber. This deck does very well in that regard, right? Absolutely. Okay. Second one would be be able to make a ton of amber just on your own without creatures. And this deck makes 
a fair amount of amber, but it's not one of those make a ton of amber outside of your creatures. Let me do some quick math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, ooh, that doesn't even like 10, 11 or so. My math is probably slightly off, but it only has like 11 amber producing cards. So that's not wild. That's a deck where I'd be like, eh, it's all right. Uh, it needs to have a board wipe. It does not. And it doesn't even have something like Lost in the Woods that can get their best, like, two big guys off. Essentially, if you stick some big guys against this deck, they are staying. Well, you do have Coward's End, so that, that gives no, you no, something. No, no, oh, no, Coward's no, End. That's right, there is no problem. No yeah, mind. it's got nothing. So, like, if, if I looked at my opponent's deck list and I was playing a creature-heavy deck, I would be like, dang, this dude is in big trouble. That's true. I mean, there was nothing... See, there was nothing really powerful or overwhelming in this. That's, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I what that's one of the things I love about the game. I mean, is there are so you could have lots of great characters, which loses to something that has character control, which loses to something that and you gotta like all that stuff about yeah. the game. You want to feel like your deck can match up, and who knows the the deck, this deck that you're talking about, what he played against. Yeah, you know, exactly. who, who knows? yeah, so. I mean, um, you got to like that. But, yeah, that's missing, too. And, obviously, we talked about another element is being able to make keys out of the regular key. key. Exactly. That's the fourth one. <laughs> exactly, right. So and he, does, he doesn't have that. So that's a pretty impressive play of a deck, you know, because it's just yeah. uh, on paper, it just sounds kind of like, well, okay, good. Yeah. Sounds like a four out of five on the John yeah. Bruno scale. Exactly. You would that's exactly what I'd give it. Take it to an event. Hope you didn't come across a creature-heavy deck. Um, the nice thing is this has really impactful creatures like Snuffle Gator, Mushroom Man, uh, that Cycling Bear that's big enough to where it, it can actually, like, chump down most of the big creature, and then you can finish them off with the Twin Bolts and the Whisper. So I wonder if, like, it has just enough good, impactful creatures that it's able to kind of push through with that. Did it have regrowth in the... Um... In the Untamed? Yeah, it has one regrowth. Yeah, see, that's key, too. I mean, that's like another character, especially yeah. when it's with the Time Traveler, you know, or, or something, you know, just a, the extra ability to get a card. Somebody kills your Honey Witch, you get it back. Uh, that extra regrowth is pretty huge. I mean, having a regrowth there. Yeah, I feel like this deck probably wins off of a really sick Logos turn, right, where it's like Library Access, Help from Future Self, Wild Wormhole into two more cards, couple twin bolts, you know, wipe out some dudes, uh, you know, draw a million cards, they're all untamed, you forge a key, and then you go, witch, witch, gator, bear flute, mermock, and you get like a million more, and you just like win out over those two turns no matter what your opponent has. That, that would which, be my guess as to how it plays out. Which is, which sounds great, but again, I would think in most tournament decks, you're probably playing against somebody who has bait and switch. The yes. only card I could think of to add in this deck that would make it really, really sick in terms of, you know, now put you a little more over the top because you're protecting your Amber would be Scrambler Storm. Yep. Just to be able to play that so your opponent couldn't play any events the next turn. I mean, that that would be huge. But you got to look at this, this this deck you described to me. It doesn't have any way to protect this Amber. <laughs> so you go out and generate and have at the end of your turn like 10, 11 Amber and they go play bait and switch, and you just got screwed. So, again, yeah. it's impressive about 
how this deck is performing. Yeah, this deck has actually made me feel better about the world, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Like, after the last tournament, um, or before the tournament, I went through my decks. None of my decks meet the four criteria we outlined, right? So I took a deck that met three of the criteria, uh, but it didn't have a board wipe, and it didn't have a lot of creatures. So game one, of course, I play against someone. They look at my Archon card. They play a million creatures over the first two two rounds, and I lose a close game because I just cannot get rid of them all. And I feel like this game has changed for me, whereas before when we were playing more casually and not uh, showing each other Archon cards, I could get away with having these really powerful decks that had really large weaknesses, and people didn't know. But now that you can just glance at the card and know my weakness... I feel like I don't have any decks that can win a tournament anymore, and that is frustrating for me. But this deck makes me think maybe I do have tournament-winning decks, and I'm just being too picky about having these four categories. Exactly. Well, I agree with you on that. I agree with all that stuff you said about the categories, about all that stuff. But again, maybe it's just that, you know, you're just not playing the right people. <laughs> we want to go play with those guys. The guys who... <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but... But the truth is, I will tell you something else that we talked about, too. I truly feel, and again, this deck shows it, if, I mean, I hate to say it's the best house, because it, it really is, though, but it's not my favorite to play, it's Shadows. I, you know, in the same tournament you and I played in, I played a deck that did not have Shadows in it. And, it went really uh, well. What's that? It went really well. Well, I went two and two, and <laughs> the two games I won were against decks that did not have shadows. The two games I lost were decks that did have shadows. I mean, I really didn't. I didn't have it in there myself. So if you're not playing shadows and your opponent's not playing shadows, maybe then it is like you know which deck is better or how somebody pilots the deck. But in general, where in a lot of card games, I feel like you know it's not the car, it's the driver that I can. I can. I mean, if I feel like I'm a better player, I could take my deck and beat you with my deck, and we could switch decks, and I'll beat you with your deck. That's how I would feel before. You know, in a lot of games where it's a lot more skill-based. Where this game has skill to it, but like as we talked about before in terms of like a ceiling and a floor for every deck, if you are not playing, if there's, if you're outclassed by a deck, there's very little things you can do about it. Like, I really feel like this deck that we talked about, which has been undefeated in these tournaments, you play against a good Shadows deck with Bait and Switch, Miasma, lots of different things, you're going to get screwed. That deck, and that's, a, that's a, again, a good thing about the game because there are lots of decks that will match up well against other ones and not against, and do good against some decks and not so good against other decks. And I, I like the variability in the game. I do. I really like that. You know, it's different from other games we played. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I'm just going to assume this person did play against a bunch of Shadows decks, unless he's in the, or he or she is in the weirdest meta that ever existed. Um, so I, I think this person is probably just skilled and knows their deck well. Uh, and that's just really good for me to see because I'm going to admit I haven't played a ton in the last month. So the expectation that I would be able to just walk into any event and crush everyone with a four out of five deck is not that likely. So what I personally did, John, is I went through all my decks and looked at some of the cards that 
sort of satisfy what we've been talking about that but aren't quite as good so like i looked at my save the pack decks and i looked at my decks that have like death quark spark in it that have it's like pseudo board wipes but they're not quite as strong as some of the other board wipes and i'm I'm trying to find stuff like that, like calling Lost in the Woods a board wipe and not getting too hung up on having Gateway or Coward's End or something like that. Yeah, no, I think that's the way you got to look at it because there are very few cards and houses that have a pure board wipe like that. You do have, though, uh, cards like you talked about. So I would much rather have cards like a Lost in the Woods where I could take my opponent's most two pounds powerful or two most annoying characters and get rid of them. You have to have a way for some kind of target removal. Even if that is something like the twin bully mission or the the three two one damage spell. Because I mean I have a deck that has three of those in it. And I can go three two one three two one. I just got rid of a big character. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been um I've been playing some decks on uh the Crucible that are just not as good, but are a little more balanced. Uh, so, for instance, I was playing a deck that's a Shadows deck. It doesn't have a ton of control, but it has some control. It doesn't have bait and switch, but it does some weird things. So it has, like, Subtle Maul, which pulls cards out of their hand. It has three copies of Nexus, so that I can basically control all of their um, artifacts. Uh, and then it has, like, instead of a board wipe, it has blinding light, which lets me, you know, stun all the characters from one particular house and sort of slow them down and try to push through my big amber stuff. This deck has uh, two copies of Regrowth, a Witch of the Wilds, which is really cool, which lets me play untamed cards out of turn that I can put next to a Shadow Self. Essentially, what I'm saying is I'm trying to look at my decks more for, like, really good synergies that sort of do what I want because I just can't open that deck that's like, boom, obvious, meets all four of the criteria, I'm going to go win every event. I just can't find a deck like that. Yeah, I think it's very hard to find that deck. You know, it really is. I mean, I've opened 40-ish decks, you know, so I don't think I have one that's that five, that rated five deck that I like that has all this stuff in it. But I think what you need to look at, too, is you need to look at the decks and see how close you get to each of those four categories that we've talked about. And sometimes, like some people look at Mars and just say, oh, Mars sucks, I'm not going to play Mars. But you know what? Hmm. You got a Mars deck that's got those right cards in it. It could be that control you're missing for one of those categories that you might usually get in this or you might usually get in Lowe's because even Mars has some card draw in it. So there is definitely ways you can use another faction to control that. Like, to be honest, Sanctum has ways to steal Amber. Mm -hmm. There's lots of characters you play that capture Amber. You have they fight they capture Amber. You have Terms of Redress that captures Amber. So there's there's lots of ways to find things you're missing in another faction. You just got to take off those blinders instead of saying that faction sucks. Yeah. I, <laughs> I actually I have a deck that... That's not a that's a general you. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. you personally go. Definitely. I have a deck that I'm trying called Bane Hornswoggle Penvix. Mainly I want to try it because I love saying, like, you hornswoggled me. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have a deck with that name in it. That's amazing. Um, and it doesn't do well with the categories we mentioned. So 
It doesn't have shadows. It's it's houses are Brobnar Dis and Sanctum. So it seems like it would just be garbage, and I just wrote it off as garbage. But it has two copies of Coward's End. So it can do some board wipe. Um, it has a copy of Terms of Redress. It has a copy of Burn the Stockpiles, which says if your opponent has seven or more amber, they lose four. Uh, so that's pretty good. It has one copy of Shaffles, which basically you put them in, their opponent, your opponent loses an amber, so it keeps them off that um, six, and then they probably immediately kill him. It has Sequis, who says Reap Capture one, so if I can get him to stick at all, and I have a whole bunch of stuff that lets people stick, I might be okay. It has Kelfie Dragon, so it has like yeah. a really powerful guy if I can actually make this thing work. It has a Tremor to stun a couple of guys, like it has two Arises, two Mind Barbs. Mind Barb says uh, you get an Amber and you discard a card. That's a Control of the Weak that lets me control turns. It has two copies of Arise. So it has like this collection of great cards with three houses that would have never dreamed of even daring to play. But it kind of cobbles together what might actually be a really strong deck. And I'm, I'm really eager to see. It doesn't have a key charge or a mimicry or anything like that. So I'm just going to have to play, like, old school. But I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if I've just had such blinders on that I missed that I had a great deck because I just I just didn't have the right houses in it. Right. Can you? I got a question for you. Can you really play old school for a game that's only been around for three months? <laughs> I guess but, I shouldn't say old school. I should say fair. No, I, I'm going to have to old. play a fair game. <laughs> I mean, it's really like your old way of thinking about card games. Yeah. You know? And and that's you know that is and that's really neat about this game. And I do agree with you. I mean, you know, there are definitely houses I think that maybe might have been dismissed initially, cards that may have been dismissed. And again, that's another great thing about the game is now that you've seen. I mean, everyone was all impressed. Ooh, I got a horseman deck, and horseman deck doesn't mean it's necessarily good. Um, people were impressed by the flashiness of a deck, or a great card, or a character. Even oh, I got a deck with. You know, it's, it's Shadows. It's going to win. Not every Shadows deck does well. So it's neat that you rediscover cards and decks and try things out. Once you take those blinders off, I think you're going to have even more fun with the game. Yeah, I, I'll definitely have more fun. That's what I'm looking forward to. The question will be, will I be more successful? And, and I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out Friday night at your house. I'm going to be bringing <laughs> these weird decks, and you're going to be like, Tiny... This deck doesn't have shadows. Are you all right? And I'll be like, it's okay, John. I did not have a stroke. I'm playing a non-shadows deck, so that should be fun. I think that's exactly what I would say, too. It's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I got some decks that are really interesting looking to play to try out. I mean, I'm excited to try out. I mean, I have some decks still sitting in cellophane. You know, I want to open those suckers up and play them and see what they do. This is a cellophane deck. (laughs) It is in my pile of cellophane decks, and I was like, huh. That is some weird houses that actually might be good. So, John, I do think, though, we've reached the point in the show where it's time for me to crack a pack. Um, this is the last pack I'm up to. You can see it is unopened. I'm not trying to pull a fast one. I've been saving it for the next episode. It just took a while. So this pack has actually been taunting me for a month. So I'm going to open it. We're going we're gonna to do a quick evaluation on the spot. I'm not going to show the QR code. Oh, I might have just showed it. Uh, that's okay. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and register it before I publish this. Uh, so we're looking at our houses are Logos, Mars, and Brobnar. 
The name of the deck is Makikwal, the Savant of Novels. Okay. All right. We got a weird looking deck there. So, John, uh, Brobnar Mars Logos, what's your initial thought? Are you excited? Are you worried? Are you thinking this is a terrible draft deck? What you thinking? The Obviously, I, I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of Logos, so I'm hoping I'm getting a lot of cards out of it. If I see Mars, I hope I got some good synergy, because they're definitely the combo-y deck, the combo-y faction. So I hope some good synergy in the characters. I hate when I get cards that say, you know, put a Mars character into your archives, and you got four Mars characters in your deck. You know, that sucks. Right. So you get that good synergy there. I love Brobnar. Brobnar is really, really good. They got great characters. They got good-sized characters. They got some good control. They do some good damage. Um, they let me do some cheats, which are cards like, you know, fight, cards like, you know, I love those cards. So I, I like two of the three right off the bat. Okay. Um, all right. So I, get, I went ahead and brought it up. Uh, you can do the same if you want. Uh, the savant of novels is what you should bring up, which is really cool because I have a book club at school, so I am, I am kind of a savant of novels, so that's great. Uh, so let's look at what it's got. Um, I'm pretty excited about some of these cards. Oh, the deck list is not showing up for some reason. Interesting. Uh, probably if I do this, it'll work. Don't tell me you got that time traveler. Ah, uh, that was the first card I looked for. It does not have a time traveler. Very sad I am. Hmm. All right, this is bad radio, but for some reason it's not showing up on OBS. Thanks for that one. There we go. All right, so it has two Coward's End. So it has one of the things that we're looking for, right? It has some board wipes, so that's pretty exciting. Um, that means it doesn't have anger, though, so that's that's kind of sad. It has Warsong times two, which says for the remainder of the turn, gain one each time a friendly creature fights. So, and it has two Gauntlets of Command, which lets you ready and fight with a friendly creature. So, this awesome. is a deck that's going to be able, if it has good creatures, it's going to be able to get a bunch of Amber. Right. So, who are your creatures in Brabnar? Okay, so we've got Valdar, which is the guy like that, that does plus two damage when attacking a guy in a flank. So, he's not that great. Bumpsy. No, he's six strength. But he, but he's, but he's six strength plus two more. He's eight. He can do eight damage to a character. Nah, that's that's irrelevant. Oh, Bumpsy geez. though is awesome. He comes yeah. into play. Your opponent yeah, loses one. Yep, he's good. Yeah, especially if you don't have shadows, you desperately need somebody like Bumpsy. Uh, it's got Hebe the Huge, who deals mm -hmm. two damage to each undamaged character, which sounds cool, but it's a huge nombo with Coward's End. Except, actually, John, it's not. And here's why. Um, because we have Warsong and Gauntlet of Command, we're probably going to be a creature-driven deck. And so Hebe will probably kill all their guys. We'll have our guys on the board. Hebe comes in. He damages them. Now all none of our characters will die to Coward's End. When our opponent litters the board with their characters... We get to Coward's End, wipe the board, and then we don't even have to fight him if we don't want. So that's kind of good. Sounds like an idea on paper. <laughs> it also has the War Chest. Gain one for each enemy creature that was destroyed in a fight this turn. So yeah. it's got some serious explosion. It only has four creatures in Brabnar, which would terrify me. 
Except the Gauntlet of Commands means if you get two of these down, you automatically have two from you know that you're using. So that that's really useful. So now I'm gonna hope that the creatures are great in Mars because mm. like I wanna see like a John Smith or uh <laughs> um you know, something yeah. where the Mars characters where I can I wanna be able to use their ability every turn. Exactly. Let's Read. start with logos because it's hilarious. Try to guess how many creatures are in the logos portion of the deck. Mm, four. Zero. What? <laughs> there is not a single Logos creature. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that where no where a faction had no creatures. That's crazy. I don't think I have either. Um, and it has this wow. strange gizmo which says, after you forge a key, destroy each creature and artifact, which is not it's... a may, by the way. You just do it. And this by deck way... has two gauntlets of command and a war chest that it does not want to lose. That rare seems like a poor fit in this deck. By the way, I will say Strange Gizmo, my favorite flavor or flavor text that I've seen so far. Read what it says. Yeah. Why did we make this again? Why? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. For this deck, it's why did I've, we put this in this deck again? I, exactly. I've had that out so many times, and I was thinking to myself, why did I play this card? You know, yeah. in games I played with that. It was pretty funny. So right now, I'm a little worried about this deck. But then I notice it has library access, so already happier, and it has two phase shifts, which let me play the shift, draw a card, play another card out of faction, draw a card, so that's really powerful. Two lab works to be able to set up the, the uh, library access, so that's coming along pretty well. It has Neurosiphon, which is one of the best steals in the game. If your opponent has more amber, then you get to steal one and draw a card, so... Now we've got Bumpsy, and we have Neurosiphon for Steel. That's not enough, but we're on our way. It has Interdimensional Graft, which says if an opponent forges a key on their next turn, they must give you the remaining Amber. So that can be really strong for that deck that has that massive explosion and goes, ha, 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 you're not playing Shadows, you're screwed. And you play Interdimensional Graft, and they're like, I'll forge for six, give you seven. And you're like, yeah, you will. And, and that's really powerful with lab work because you can stick that in that archives and and you know no, don't have it clogging up your hand. So that's really exciting, I think. Sure. Yeah. And you know what, John? What's that? It's got Scrambler Storm, so you can do your own explosion, and then still protect yourself from that bait and switch. That is one. Of, that is one of the best logo cards. I think it's really underrated. I don't think people realize how good that yeah. card is. I think it's great. It also has Twin Bolt Emission. It has Library of Babel, and it has Anomaly Exploiter, which is another great artifact, which says, action, destroy a damaged creature, and in combo with Heavy the Huge, that's pretty huge. Because, in fact, with, with Phase Shift, you could just go Phase Shift, Hebe, and then trigger the Anomaly Exploiter that you played last turn, and boom, you, you, got, some, you got a creature off the board. So, for so not having you're a gonna creature, be doing a of, yeah, not bad. It's not going to be doing a lot of draw, and those yeah. draw will not be... Yeah. And it's like, great, another freaking event. Well, that's good because we're going to get a lot of amber that we're going to be able to pile up. The problem is we don't have a key charge or something to do it because our last house is Mars. Let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at the creatures. Are we rooting for creatures now? Heck yeah. Yeah, we thought we had a battle deck. After the logos, we're like, do we? I don't know. So we have in uh, 
Mario, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven creatures. We have two Tunks, which are perfect for battling. He's uh, pretty solid. What's up? He's pretty solid. Yeah. Especially, not, like, I don't really like him, actually. But in a battling deck, I love him. Because you get to battle with him and then heal him up. So that's really powerful. Which may not be great with Hebe the Huge. Mm, that's true. That's, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> we have... Ulik the Megamouth, which is fight or reap, use a friendly non-Mars creature. So that's really cool. Because you that can be do great. something yeah, like um, Gauntlet of Command him. Right. And then use him, and then have him trigger someone else. So you can do some pretty crazy stuff with him. All those non, all those Logos creatures you don't have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's got <laughs> Yixley the Marauder, who I huh? think might be the worst creature in the game. <laughs> He's, uh, Give me Dexter as my, he's, my Dexter's Midas. So if you don't remember, because I get them all confused, this dude says, play, capture one amber for each friendly, ready Mars creature. They don't come in ready. Mars creatures generally don't live. So generally he comes in, captures nothing, and is only two strength and is worthless. And, but good news, John, we do have two of them. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> then we have... Elixo the Bolter, who's pretty good. Fight Reap. Deal two to a creature. If this damage destroys the creature, purge it. He can be super powerful against, like, Chata Hosri. That's not his name at all. Chata Hosri, Chota Hosri, whatever his name is. Uh, Dust Pixie. Any of those guys that you're looking to loop, uh, he can be super strong. And then it has uh, Mind Warper, which is also terrible. Action, choose an enemy creature, it captures one from its own side. So, the creatures aren't great, but I feel like Tunk with Gauntlet of Command, maybe we're able to control the board through creatures. I don't know. What do you think so far? No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Let's look at the other parts of the deck just to see what you think. It has Brainstem Antenna. I have no idea what it does, John, so it's yeah. rare. I do. It's bad. You, you know it? Yeah. Okay. It says, after you play a Mars creature, ready this creature, and for the remainder of the turn, it belongs to House Mars. So, that's pretty good, right? You can uh, it's a use whoever you want. I like it. Mother okay. Gun, which is pretty good for killing a couple guys. Sure. Uh, Psychic Network. Let me ask you a question real quick, though, about Mother Gun. Yeah. Uh, read its text. Reveal any number of Mars cards from your hand. Deal damage to a creature equal to the number of Mars cards revealed this way. So the good thing is it does say a creature. So technically, because of Coward's End and Heavy... heavy I mean, you could always target your own creature. Which yeah, is kind of... definitely. Exactly. Um, so that could be really useful. Um, Psychic Network says steal one for each friendly, ready Mars creature, which, like we just said, that never happens. So that's a pretty rough steal effect, but... This deck, maybe it will. Maybe Tunk lives for a little while, and you get to use that. Um, and if that's the case, we're up to, I believe, three steel cards, which isn't great, but it's something. Uh, Mothership Support, a another terrible card for each friendly, ready Mars creature do damage. And then it has Mass Abduction, which is one of my favorite cards. Put up to three damaged enemy creatures into your archives. Yeah, that I love. Problem is we have lab work, and so we're putting our own cards in archives, so it's like, ugh. It doesn't work quite as well when you actually want to use your archives. 
That's true. That's true. I would see now if you look at some cards, there's some general cards I would have liked to have seen it in Mars to help with this. Like soft landing obviously is great. Yeah. It helps with your guy that gets the plus one counters for how many rated creatures you have. That would have been pretty cool. Um, Grabber Jammer would have been nice. Yep. You know, he's a pretty. I think he's an uncommon. He would have been pretty nice. I would have loved the guy that that reaps and does two damage to a flying creature. He would have been freaking awesome. Mm. Uh, um, who else could? I mean, just about looking at some commons and uncommons. So yeah. it sounds. I mean, even the card. Um, what's the one that that readies a Mars creature or stuns one? That one's pretty good too. Squawker. Yeah, Squawker, right? And Phosphorus Stars is pretty solid too. Oh, I love that card. Yeah, I mean that would yeah. be a great ice control card. Stuns all the non-Mars creatures. So Especially good. since you don't have any creatures in Logos. That would be <laughs> even better. <laughs> That's than true. Card. It would stun nothing. Right, right. So, all right. Yeah. Let's give our overall thoughts on the deck. Then I look at this deck and I think this is a deck that has a really cool logos, heavy draw turn that you're gonna have. It's gonna make a bunch of amber on that turn, but it's a fighting deck without the proper creatures. I think to support a fighting deck, it can't make keys out of phase. Um. It struggles to control your opponent's amber. I don't think this is a tournament viable deck. I think it's a fun deck. I think it's probably a solid three. What do you think, John? Um, I think three is too high. <laughs> I really do. But this is what I do believe. I do believe that Tiny Grimes should show how amazing he, how a player he is <laughs> and take it to the next tournament <laughs> and then report back to our audience because I'm sure our audience would buy it. Mm. We want to see that. They want to see how well Tiny will do with his deck. Okay. And um, then give his good assessment and give it a good number. Right now, I'd give it, to be honest, a one. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, yep. To me, the fact that it has library access and a bunch of great cards to chain off of it, I feel like it can't be a one. Like To me, a one is just a deck that's pure garbage. You're probably right, though. It's probably like a two and a half. I just feel like that Coward's End lets you control the board enough to make a bunch of amber. You're going to go through your deck quick with the library access, you hope. And uh, I don't know. I think I could steal some games with it, but but it's definitely not a tournament-winning deck. I'll probably bring it to your house on Friday, and we'll try it. Um, if, if this is a deck you want to pick up, you know, message me. We start the bidding war. And uh, maybe maybe someone looks at this deck and goes, "You're crazy. That deck's awesome. I want." Oh, it. if you're trying to sell it, then I would definitely say it's a five. <laughs> a five and a half, in fact. Yeah, definitely. This sounds like it's gonna win. It's gonna be the next thirteen and zero deck. <laughs> I see it now. That would be great. <laughs> Someone's like, "I'll give you fifteen dollars for it," and then a week later, like, "It now has thirteen chains. You're an idiot." <laughs> now that will be like I will give you $15 to take it away from me <laughs> I will tell you actually the best thing about this deck you won't have to worry about getting chains in any chain bound event oh oh, thanks that's, a, yeah. that's really kind of you to say I don't have to worry <laughs> <laughs> oh man I predict if we play it on Friday mm -hmm. you will barely make it through the second game before you tell me how, how garbage this is and how right I am that it's much closer to a one than it is a three. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. It just has some things that have me intrigued. 
But I think what's going to happen is I'm going to play it like a fighting deck. It's not going to have creatures, and I'm going to get really annoyed. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. See, I have a deck where it's got a crazy logos package. And it's even got an untamed. It has a key charge and a hunting witch and a mermook and a chosen hadri. But the third the faction is Mars, and the Mars is really not that good in it. And I have no ways of doing, you know, massive um, amber gain. Or, I mean, I do have a few ways, obviously, untamed. I can get that. I can steal that key. But I've got no way of controlling my opponent's amber or protecting my own. So that's really, you have very few steel cards in your, in your I mean, in your deck. And so yeah. that makes the deck very, very fragile. Like, I do think it could win some games. I do. I mean, because you're just going to have those logos games where you draw like crazy. But, um, I mean, it's not uh, sustainable for a tournament. Yeah, I agree. This feels like a deck you put in that box of, like, crazy decks that you break out sometimes. I don't even think this is a deck you put in your low-power, let's-have-fun box because I think there would be too many games where it goes off and people are like, what? This is not a two. This is a five. And you'd be like, no, trust me. It just felt like a five in this one random game. I think it would be in my box, truly. And I'm not just saying it would be, you know, contrarian or anything here. I would go in my box of decks that I rated a one and never use again, but I will break it out when I teach somebody how to play a game, and I will give them a one, and I will take me for a one, mm-hmm. and we'll just play him and see how they go. Okay. All right. Well, um, I won't even say we'll agree to disagree, because i <laughs> definitely leaning towards we, agreeing. <laughs> we will play. We will play to disagree. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. All, All right, right, John. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I'll see you on Friday at your house. We'll live stream from John's house. No, actually, I, that was cruel of me to say. We definitely won't do that. And uh, if you want to follow the show, follow on YouTube. I'm Tiny Grimes Games on Twitter. Um, uh, Tiny Grimes on Facebook. You can support the show by going to Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who does support the show. It is amazing that you do that. And uh, we'll see you next time. Wait, aren't you supposed to ask me where they can find me? I usually do, but you're like, nowhere. So let's try it. Let's see if it's different this time. Hey, John, where can people find you? Um, My place Friday night with you. (laughs) Well, there you go. Come on by John's place. Come on by. You don't know where he lives, but uh, come by anyway. You can watch. All right. Well, thanks so much, everyone. We'll see you next week on Welcome to the Crucible. And uh, until then, have a good one. That was fun. That was like the worst outro ever.